Hello and welcome to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer, a series featuring conversations with experts to share recent market developments, key insights and strategic inputs from around the globe. In each episode, we cut through the noise to bring practical advice and macro research on today's shifting economic and market landscape. Please listen to the important legal information at the end of this podcast and refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information prior to listening to this podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode in our podcast series Beyond Markets. My name is Perlin Wong and I'm Head of Investment Publishing Asia. I am joined today by Chris Irwin, who is a member of the Precious Metals team based in Singapore. Hello, Chris. Hello, Perlin. Today, we would like to focus on the precious metal, silver, and specifically what happened to the silver market in recent trading weeks. This truly was a story for gold's poorer cousin. We refer not just to the attention it has received in the press and on social media, but also to the reaction in the markets. So Chris, can you tell us what happened in the last few weeks? Yes. So as many of us have read about over the last number of weeks, there's been a growing movement based on social media forums such as Reddit, where a huge number of retail day traders on platforms such as Robinhood focused attention on specific stocks in US markets that had notable short positions. So stocks like GameStop that had been heavily shorted by hedge funds were rallied to eye-watering levels. I think that specific stock rallied from $17 to over 350 in a matter of days. Yes, indeed. We read about this everywhere in Singapore. Um, Chris, can you tell me, what has this got to do with silver? So what was interesting that week was that growing chatter amongst these day traders that they were looking to turn attention from equities into commodities, notably silver. Right. But This is not the first time something like this has happened, correct? Absolutely right. This is not the first time that silver has been subject to such attention. If you just cast your mind back around 40 years, there's a fascinating story. A pair of brothers who had fortunes derived from oil who actually heavily invested in silver future contracts in an attempt to corner the market. That's really interesting, actually. Uh, I think I remember now these were the so-called Hunt brothers. Yes, yes, the Hunt brothers. So they were a eventually subject to a change in exchange rules regarding leverage. They had borrowed heavily to finance their silver purchases. So when prices began to fall, they were unable to meet their $100 million margin call, and they faced actually a potential $1.7 billion loss. So this sent the markets into a panic, and later those brothers were forced to file bankruptcy in one of the largest cases in Texas history. So I would say that's A really good example of how markets could behave if animal spirits are left unchecked. Would you agree? I agree. Have you seen other periods rife with speculation in precious metal markets? Yes, not even that long ago. If you look at the years following the global financial crisis in the period of quantitative easing from the Fed, there was this conception that this would lead to a period of heavy inflation. So again, investors turned to hard assets such as gold and silver. So during this time from 2010, silver ran up in price from around $18, peaking at almost $50 mid-2011. So this was one of the most parabolic markets I've ever witnessed, and it really could be categorized as another example of classic bubble mentality. So again, the four most dangerous words in investing will ring true. This time it's different. If you look what happened afterwards, prices almost halved by the end of 2011 as the euphoria faded. 
This really sent silver into a nasty bear market lasting all the way until the start of 2016. That would have been really unpleasant for investors. Yes, absolutely. Terrible. Yeah. So perhaps, Chris, we could turn our attention now back to what happened over the past several weeks in precious metal markets. And maybe if you could help us take a look at some of the conclusions we could draw. So at the end of January, there were several posts on these previously mentioned forums. And the talk was to drive silver price from around $25, where it was trading at the time, to over $1,000. So this would be seen as rather grandiose by anybody in precious metals markets who looks at supply and demand dynamics of silver. But it really received an enormous amount of internet and then eventually mainstream press attention. What would be the reasons for this? Well, the allegations from these retail investors were that the market was short silver in a similar way that the hedge funds were short these stocks. But a simple glance at COMEX non-commercial positioning or ETF holdings would show that, in fact, the market is not short, but rather long. Uh, last year, silver was the retail darling for, for um, since the large sell-off in March. Investors were actually able to buy the metal at bargain prices below $14 an ounce and saw their investments double by August of last year. Uh, the year-to-date gains for silver, too, were 47%, which is very strong. If we look at the levels of holdings on ETFs from this period, too, we see a notable rise from around 600 million ounces to 900 million ounces by the end of 2020. Also, this month, the recent frenzy saw the largest ETF set a record daily inflow over a three-day period of around 100 million ounces. But this is actually now reversed this week, and now we're seeing significant outflows again day-to-day. But what's also interesting was that comics volumes also doubled last week from their average daily size. Now this is really impressive, Chris, considering that silver trades at much higher volumes on the exchange of between 10 to $20 billion a day, Correct. compared to less than $100 million for some of the recent headline-grabbing stocks. This is absolutely right. What's also interesting is some investors also preferred to move and trade, purchase smaller amounts of physical silver rather than buy an investment product such as an ETF. So over the end of the month, some of these physical platforms in the US reported record sales and then the fact that they had sold out of specific products. But this was really a merely a function of short increase of exceptional demand that caused a bottleneck. These firms really didn't have that much inventory on hand. Usually these online platforms will take previous year's data, seasonality, and then calculate how much of a particular bar or coin to keep in inventory. They would then coordinate that with the US Mint for a restock. So these short-term anomalies can really be hard to predict for them. And yeah, makes it tough, but there's plenty of physical silver in the world that's well known. I guess we should believe, you know, the adage that you shouldn't really believe everything that you read because it seems like the press just ran with the story, making the headlines a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yes, and they really added fuel to an already burning fire. Tell me then, what happened next? So on the open of metals markets in Asia, the silver futures price leapt trading above $30 from a close of 27 the previous Friday. Again, for me, this looks like a combination of anticipation of demand when the markets were closed at the weekend on top of thin liquidity in early Asia trading. But that being said, it really rattled liquidity at the start of that week as the wider markets really digested the developments. You really could see, Perlin, as well, that commodity markets have many moving pieces. Not all of them can function at the same pace. You know, we have different exchanges, swaps, derivative, OTC market, and physical markets all in different parts of the world, all with high degree of fungibility. So it's really plausible that brief dislocations can occur. So that's really interesting to me. And I would like to know, when you speak of dislocations, could you be a bit more specific about the current situation? Sure. So a few interesting things occurred that I'd personally not seen before. The silver forward market actually traded from around 30 basis points 
positive to around 20 basis points negative in a very quick fashion. So this would suggest that there was really strong borrowing demand for silver and a new tightness to the market. Also, the front-dated COMEX future contracts for delivery briefly moved into a backwardation. This meant the front-month contract was trading at a higher price than the longer-dated. But now these are moving back into line as the markets settle. So for me, this really was a move driven by investment demand and speculation, not really by fundamentals such as industrial demand. And as we know, fundamentals are important for any investment. So Chris, can you tell us a bit more about industrial demand in this case? Yeah. So in 2019, you look at 10% of silver production was actually used in the solar industry. This was close to around 100 million ounces of silver. And now expectations that the US would pursue a greener energy policy with this new administration also added to increased expectations of future demand for the metal. So it was already had, had the fundamentals there. And were there any other developments that were noteworthy? Yeah, so after the almost 10% price rise on Monday, the CME were really quick to adapt to this new higher level of volatility in the market. They came in and they raised margins by 18%. They've also performed this similar action before during 2010 in response to such moves. And also last year, they raised margins after the incredible run in silver last summer. Hmm. So I think we all want to know, are you watching any levels right now? Yes. So... There was a definite rejection of the $30 area after the events on Monday. So this level will not only act as a psychological level for the bulls, but now has a double top on the chart. I'm also a big fan of watching the, the gold-silver ratio. So it, it broke through a significant support zone that I'd been watching for a while at 70. It traded down to 62 at the height of the silver buying. It's also retraced slightly now, but it's definitely worth observing. That's really fascinating. So what should we take away from all of this or, or learn from this experience? Well, we hope the volatility may subside a little bit and that markets are driven more by fundamentals than short-term speculators. But we remain of the opinion that silver should continue to move in gold slipstream. We remain neutral for now and we do not suggest to chase these speculative rallies. But again, one should not ignore market dynamics. At the end of the day, markets are very complex, intertwined, and events like this can really humble even professionals. This also shows that markets come down to human nature and can really still be driven by raw emotion, uh, like fear and greed. Thank you, Chris, for your valuable insights. On behalf of Chris and all our colleagues at Julius Baer, we thank you for listening and goodbye. You have been listening to Beyond Markets by Julius Baer. If you like what you heard, subscribe to our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. To learn more about Julius Baer, our people, our latest thinking, visit us at www.juliusbaer.com. We will be back with a brand new episode soon. This is a podcast disclaimer. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast constitute marketing material and are not the result of independent financial or investment research. The podcast content is intended for information purposes only and does not constitute an offer, a recommendation or an invitation by or on behalf of Julius Baer to buy or sell any securities, security-based derivatives or other products or to participate in any particular trading strategy in any jurisdiction. Julius Baer does not accept liability for any loss arising from the use of the podcast content. Please refer to www.juliusbear.com forward slash legal forward slash podcasts for further important legal information.